Welcome to the Unbusy Your Life podcast, where each week you will learn the tips, tools, strategies, and mindset of productivity. This isn't time management. This is personal management because the solution to your scheduling, time, and productivity issues is you and how you show up in your time. Hi, I'm Neil Williams, life coach and productivity expert, and I am going to help you become the best you in your 24 hours so you can get all the things done and live the exact life you want. Get ready to unbusy your life. Welcome to episode 59 of the Unbusy Your Life podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Where are we? Are we in the car, on the walk, doing the laundry? I love that I get to be with you doing all the things and I don't even have to leave my house. So cool, right? Somebody told me the other day that I have a great podcasting voice because it's so calm and that I could be a voice actress if I wanted to be. Now, this made me laugh out loud, but I totally know what she was saying. There are a few podcasts that I tune into every single week without fail. And I notice that when the person starts talking, my brain instantly calms down. And here's what I think happens. It's because we build positive associations with sound and we do this with podcasts too and podcast personalities. And my husband told me the other day that his favorite time of day is when he gets in his truck for his morning commute with his cup of coffee because he's totally addicted to the Lewis House podcast. <laughs> and he listens to it while he's driving in the morning to work. And he told me the other day that I needed to get on Lewis's podcast. And I totally agree. So I'll see what I can do. You might hear me on some other shows this year. It's one of my focuses for the growth of my business. And it's so funny because I've had so many podcast promoters, some of you who are listening, pitch me lately. I get emails every week about this and it's super fun. I'm going to hire one of you soon to do this. Okay. So to continue with our theme today of unproductive habits, I wanted to talk about constraints, specifically time constraints. This is such a big topic and source of contention for so many of my clients. And I end up doing a lot of coaching with my clients and students about this. And I realized I haven't talked about it on the show yet specifically. And so I wanted to dive into it today. Now, most of my students and clients come to me telling me that they don't have enough time to get what they want done because they have other things going on in their lives. Most are parents. Some have other jobs. I work with a lot of side hustlers. They have spouses, partners, parents, you know, the whole list of being a human and the things that we have. And the problem is that when you focus on the time you don't have, you're perpetually creating a cycle of not getting enough done because you think it's the lack of time that's the problem. But that is the real problem, that you think it's the lack of time. It's not actually the lack of time that is the problem. It's the way that you're choosing to think And what you're doing in the time that you do have, that is the problem. And I'm going to show you that on the show today. Real quick example with one of my current clients. She has a multiple seven-figure business and she works 20 hours a week. Now her business is growing massively and she's noticing that there is a new tension in her schedule that wasn't there before. And I told her that this is actually perfect because it's going to require her 
to think about what she does in those 20 hours and how she does those things in an entirely new way to avoid the solution that most people use, which is more hours. Not using more hours as a solution to the tension. How do we solve this tension without that easy solution? And she had to make some challenging decisions. But those challenging decisions are just making her a better CEO and are making her business even more thriving. Because here's what's true. You can create any amount of success you want in any number of hours per week. Hear me when I say this. It is not the number of hours that matters. It's who you are and what you choose to accomplish and create in those hours that matters. But as a society, we've been conditioned to believe that there is a certain number of hours (laughs) that is required to do a job successfully. This is just a belief. Now, I have been on a mission to use my own life as an example that this is totally not true. I did this first in the corporate world, and now I'm doing it as an entrepreneur. If I would have focused my time on my time constraints, When I was wanting to start my business as a side hustle, I never would have created the success that I have now. I would have always been blaming the lack of time and justifying my lack of success on the lack of hours that I had. Now, to be clear and completely transparent, I did do this for a long time. And then what I realized was, oh, Neil, it's not the number of hours that's the problem here. It's that you're focusing on the lack of hours instead of focusing on the hours that you do have and what you can create in those hours. The time had nothing to do with it. It's the way that I approached the time that had everything to do with it. And that is when everything changed for me. So the point that I want to offer on today's show is that your time constraints are giving you the classroom for innovation. And the innovation I'm talking about is innovation of you, (laughs) who you get to grow into, the new mindsets that you get to adopt to be the woman or the human who can get more done in less time than you used to, or maybe even than most other humans that you know. If you have a constraint on your time, all it really means is that you just have to think and be more efficient and productive and innovative in your hours. It doesn't mean that you can't have what you want unless you decide that that's what it means. Think about this with me for just a second. All of human innovation has come from some source of tension. It's the pursuit of solving the problem of tension that has led to all of the most amazing things in the world. If there wasn't a problem to fix, we would never grow or evolve as a species, as a society, in our humanness. So your time constraints are really being handed to you so that you can learn how to grow yourself to the next level of productivity and efficiency. They're designed as the curriculum that you need to grow your productive capacity. They are for you, not against you. And what I want to be here for you, the way that I look at it is I am breaking the rules in time, just like Roger Bannister broke the rules of how quickly we could run a mile when he ran the four minute mile. 
I want to help you break all the rules about what you've decided is true about the number of hours you have to work in order to create the success that you want in your life. Your constraints are here for you, not to be used against you. Think about this. If you didn't have any constraints on your time, you wouldn't be figuring out how to get things done faster and smarter and more efficiently because you wouldn't need to. There wouldn't be a constraint that would cause tension that would make you think or be different, right? There wouldn't be a compelling reason. There'd be no juice behind the work of becoming more productive or effective. But if you're a mom, a partner, or a wife, and a CEO, you probably have some good reasons for wanting to get more done in less time, right? You want to be a mom. You want to live your life outside of work. What is it that you want that becoming more productive and efficient is going to allow you to have that you don't yet have. Find what that is because this is the juice that is going to fuel you to become a better version of you in the hours that you do have. Your biggest constraint is not a lack of a certain number of magical hours (laughs) that your brain has made up for you. It's your thought about that lack of hours, about your time constraints. That is the real problem. And when you're spending all of your brain energy on trying to fix the lack of hours problem, you've missed the point of the assignment. And this is why it's so challenging for people to work less hours because it requires growth. It's just easier to blame the lack of time than to look internally to ask yourself, how can I be someone who gets this done with the number of hours that I have today? or this week, or this month. That is the growth that is required. It's done internally. It has nothing to do with the external amount of time that you have or do not have. Whatever that is, it is the current class that you've signed up for. And the question is, are you going to ace this class or are you going to fail and not even try to do it? So you know me and I love teaching about concepts, but I also love to teach you the practical application of. So here are the three steps that I would offer in using your constraints for you instead of against you. So the first thing that I want you to consider is to be truthful with yourself about the number of hours that you're working. So many of my students come to me and think that they're working a certain number of hours and then I have them do their time audit. And then they find that they're either working a lot more or a lot less. Either way, there's work to be done. There's growth to be had, regardless of which one of those that you're in. So I want you to consider doing your time audit and get to the truth of the real number. And remember this, whatever you find, it's just a number and it's not forever. It's just what the number looks like for right now. So here's why this is super important. If you don't know what that number is, it's almost impossible to get to a new number. It's just like saying, I'm going to go to Hawaii, but you have no idea where you are in the world that you're starting from. How would you ever know like which plane to get on or what your travel path would look like to get there? How do you know how to get there if you don't even know where you're starting? 
So this would be step number one. Just be honest with yourself. Be truthful with yourself about the number of hours that you're working. You have to know this before you can decide to try to become more productive and efficient and cut back hours and constrain the number of hours that you're using for work. So step number one is do your time audit and get to the truth of how many hours you're actually working. Now, some of you, if you've been following what I have taught you to do on this podcast, you're already doing your weekly time prep, right? So you're already pre-scheduling out your work week and you know the number of hours that you're working. So if that's what you're doing, I want the only question for you that I want you to consider asking is, am I also kind of like cheating a little bit and like, oh, I'm just going to add this hour on Saturday morning, or I'm just going to, the kids are going down for a nap. I'm just going to go hop in the office and get this other thing done real fast. Are you cheating on your schedule (laughs) or are you fully committed to the one that you're planning? If you're doing your planning. Okay. So number one, be truthful with the number of hours that you're actually working right now. Step number two is to own the results and what you get done in the number of hours that you are working right now. Be in control of this by doing your weekly time prep, by deciding in advance not only how many hours you will work, and my suggestion is you start right where you are, which is going to be determined by step number one in understanding how many hours you are currently working, and then decide what you will get done in those hours and when you will do it, and then go do it. This will build the evidence for you that you are the human who can get what she decides done in the amount of time that she decides to get it done in. So if you're failing here, it's actually perfect. All you need to do is evaluate and find out why. This is one of the most important steps that I teach all of my students to do in my group program. Please don't discount the power of evaluating what didn't work. Because it's in those evaluations that tells you everything you need to know to make your schedule and your plan work better next week. Now, in the first module of my program, I help my students with the skill of evaluation. It's basically all we do in module one. We plan, we evaluate, we plan, we evaluate. And I help them with the evaluation so that they can build the skill of making planning work for them instead of the skill that they had been having, which was trying to rely on planning to work for them. (laughs) Now I'm gonna say this one more time because I think it's a really important shift and it's subtle. I wanna make sure you got it. Planning doesn't work for you. It's your job to make planning work for you and you do that by making a plan executing it and failing, and then learning why it failed. That evaluation is the most important piece of the process. Okay, so number one, be truthful with yourself about the number of hours that you're working. Number two, own the results. Take full responsibility for the results and what you're accomplishing in the number of hours that you're working right now. And step number three is gonna be one that your brain absolutely hates, but I'm gonna tell it to you anyways. To increase your productivity and your efficiency, you want to start scaling back your weekly work hours. Now, this is the first thing that all of my students do in my group. I have them create a six-month plan, with my help, of course, of what they want their weekly work hours to be. And we strategically scale it back 
so that at the end of the six months, they're working the number of hours that they want. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to offer that you can also get my help with your own customized six-month work-less plan just by visiting my website and booking a work-less strategy call with me. I don't give you a one-size-fits-all plan because your situation, you are unique. And so I want to hop on the call with you and help you create your own six-month plan to scale back your work hours. Now, here's what's important about that plan. When you begin to implement the plan, it is going to be the thing that teaches you and gives you your weekly assignments for how to become more productive, for how to be more efficient, and how to break yourself of your unproductive habits, like procrastinating, or not following through, or distracting, or perfecting. The more time constraints you have, the more you will grow and evolve into your most productive, efficient version of yourself. The moral of the show today is to stop wasting your brain power and your energy arguing with and blaming your time constraints. They are actually a gift if you let them be. So the question that I want to leave you with pondering today is, how can you use them for you? How are they perfect for you? When you find the answers to these questions, you can go out and just see what you're capable of. What have you been missing out on that you've been blaming your lack of time as the reason why? And I promise you, it is not the lack of time that's the problem. It's just that your focus is on the lack of time instead of being on you and how you can be the human that is so productive and so efficient that she gets all of her stuff done in the number of hours that you have. Go out and use your constraints to let them mold you into a more innovative, more efficient, more effective human. That's what they're here to do for you. So instead of arguing with them, use them, lean into them, accept them as the assignment that you have been handed. Have a beautiful, unbusy week, everyone. I'll see you next week.